The first of my multi-bid mid-major leagues, I have the West Coast Conference, although I think they'll have the two best mid-majors in the country in Gonzaga and St. Mary's. Yes, I have both of those teams above Florida Atlantic and San Diego State, despite their final four runs and bringing back a decent amount of their core, but... I do think the Mountain West will get more teams in. I think the Americans more competitive up at the top. So I've got the West Coast Conference as the worst of the three mid-majors that are going to get multiple bids in my eyes. I have Gonzaga and St. Mary's, of course, as they commonly are, in the top tier. But in the same tier, there is not separation much at all between Gonzaga and St. Mary's this year. In that next tier, decent drop-off. I've got Loyola Marymount. Santa Clara, San Francisco, and then Portland at three to six. In the next tier, Pacific and Pepperdine at seven to eight. And then my final tier, Coach Lavin's San Diego team at number nine. But these top two teams, Gonzaga and St. Mary's, both of them, I've got predicted to make the Sweet 16. You're silly. In Mark Few's recent success, even despite the turnover, to not take Gonzaga to make at least the Sweet 16. Both of these teams I have inside that top 16, Gonzaga at 14, and St. Mary's at 16, just closely behind Gonzaga. Having to replace four of their five leading scorers, Drew Timmy, previous National Player of the Year, 21 points, seven and a half rebounds, three assists a game, going to have to replace his production, along with Strother, Rasir Bolton, Malachi Smith, Strother 15.6 boards, Smith and Bolton were double-figure guys are very close to it. The main piece they bring back is Anton Watson, averaged 11.6 boards a game last year. Nolan Hickman and Big Greg will be the rotational guys that are back. Only guys that saw minutes for this team that are back on this roster. Greg averaged 5 points, 3 boards. Former highly touted recruit that reclassified to play in college basketball early that's just served as a role guy these last two years, but definitely should step up in production this next season. And then Nolan Hickman averaged eight points, three assists a game last season. They went to the transfer market, though, to replace what they lost. Ryan Nimhart averaged 12 points, five boards, five assists, excuse me, four boards, five assists, at Creighton on a team that went to the Elite Eight, was stunned that he transferred out. Steel Venters averaged 15, staying in the state of Washington, but moving over from eastern Washington, was a big-time sought-after transfer that Gonzaga was able to steal. Shot at 37% from three last year, scoring 15 a night. Graham Ike inside for Wyoming, um, missed a lot of time last season, but averaged 19.5 points, 9.5 boards the last time that he was healthy. If he can be healthy, health's been a problem throughout the majority of his career. That's a nice inside piece for Gonzaga to replace the loss of Timmy. But it's just those six that are proven D1 contributors and Graham with injury history Outside of that, it's going to be freshmen. And they only bring in one top 100 freshman in Dusty Stromer, who is the 34th ranked freshman in the country. But still, those seven in that rotation and just simply trusting Mark Few, I'm going to pick this team to win the West Coast Conference, and I'm going to pick them to go to the Sweet 16. St. Mary's, Randy Bennett in his 23rd season at St. Mary's, 
watched this team beat VCU 63-51, to but they got bounced out in the round of 32. That VCU team was terrific at turning teams over, and St. Mary's refused to let them, or when they did, they did a great job of those turnovers being dead ball turnovers, and VCU couldn't get out and do what they do best, running in transition. St. Mary's loses their leading scorer, Logan Johnson, best passer on this team as well. Averaged 14.5, five boards, 3.5 assists. But back are their second to fifth leading scorers and their seventh to 10 leading scorers. So the top 10, eight of them back in this rotation, really just freshmen to replace what was lost. Mitchell Saxon averaged 12 and 8 inside. I watched him against VCU in the tournament go for 17, 7, 4, also 4 blocks along with it on 8 of 11. Alex Duke is back. Shot 41% from 3. Averaged 12 and a half points. Watched him go for 17, 8, 4, and 5 steals on 5 of 13 from the floor. And then Aiden Mahaney averaged 14 points. Shot at 40% from 3. Those will be the big three that are back for this team. And with so much continuity on a team that went to the round of 32, that was a five seed. I have this team making a leap this next year into the Sweet 16. Loyola Marymount, decent drop off from St. Mary's is who I have at third. They finished fourth in the West Coast Conference last year at nine and seven. The rest of the conference, in terms of trying to finish in third place, probably has to be happy that BYU is gone. No, BYU wasn't great last year, but still glad that they're gone with the success that that program typically has. Loyola Marymount lost four of their top six leading scorers, including Cam Shelton's 21 points over five boards, over four assists a night. But I have this team at third because of what they've done in the transfer portal. Lars Thiemann, out of California, a bad California team, but was able to average nine and a half and five and a half boards at seven foot one in the Pac-12. Will Johnston shot 44% last year from three at UT Rio Grande Valley, averaged 14 and a half board points, three and a half assists. Justin Wright averaged 16 and five, shot north of 41% from three at North Carolina Central. No doubt those guys are stepping up in competition, but those are proven scorers that will certainly help. Dominique Harris struggled to see the floor at Gonzaga. He's in, but the biggest transfer might be Justice Hill, who averaged six points a game at the point guard position, nearly three assists in the SEC for LSU last season. So those five transfers I'm very excited about and I think should more than replace what they lost, even with Cam Shelton gone. Second leading scorer, Kelly Lipe back, 13 points, seven boards a game. I mean, built like an ox, strong as can be. Behind him and the transfers, I look for the Ola Marymount to make a small jump in Stan Johnson's fourth season. I have this team third. Santa Clara, who finished third last year, I've got them flopping positions with Ola Marymount and finishing fourth this year. It's because they lost their four leading scorers. Again, sending out a first-round draft pick in consecutive seasons, Herb Sendak doing a great job at Santa Clara. They went to the transfer market to try and get better. Carlos Marshall's the only double-figure scorer back at 10 points a game last year. But then they have three double-figure scoring transfers in Johnny O'Neill out of American at 11 and nearly 7, Tyree Bryan out of Charleston Southern, at nearly 11 and 6, both of those guys 39, 
42% three-point shooters. And then Jalen Benjamin averaged 16 points, three boards, four assists at Mount St. Mary's last year. With what all Santa Clara lost, these transfers are going to have to contribute right away. Also bring in role guys from Arizona and Virginia that only played eight minutes a game that will definitely see more time in the West Coast Conference. Santa Clara, similar to Loyola Marymount, hit the transfer portal to replace what was lost. San Francisco is who I have at five, went seven and nine last year, and another team that hit the transfer market pretty hard in that they lost each of their three leading scorers. Roberts and Shabazz were both above 16-point-a-game guys last year. Marcus Williams is the main leader back at eight points, shot at 41% from three, three boards, three assists, two. And then a seven-foot-one center that only played about 10 minutes, should man the middle inside. Isaiah Hawthorne averaged six and a half. Newberry averaged five and four and a half for this team a year ago. So some role guys are back, but it's the transfers that has me with this team finishing similar to where they were a year ago, even after losing their three leading scores. Mike Sheriff Jamps out of Dayton. I don't know why he didn't see the floor more last year. Maybe some differences with coach Anthony Grant, but he averaged five and a half, two boards, two and a half assists, a decent shooter as well. Very unique at six foot eight with how well he handles it and can run the point guard position and has terrific vision. Mogbo out of Missouri State transfers in. Really good rebounder, 8.7 boards last year in the Missouri Valley. Malik Thomas didn't get to see the floor much at USC. Eight minutes a game transferring to the West Coast Conference. And then Robbie Beasley shot 42%, a near double-figure scorer at nine a game at UC Davis last year, and then a five-and-a-half point-per-game guy at SMU. So San Francisco, Santa Clara, Loyola Marymount, all similar and that they bring in some rotational transfers to help replace what was lost. Portland at number six, went 5-11 and 11 last year, but bring back leading scorer Tyler Robertson, 15.5, over five boards and over five assists last season. I like this team to be better because they will get healthy. They get back a 14-point-per-game guy in Chris Austin that missed all of last season, and then a double-figure Cal Poly transfer, um, also sat out last year, will be in. Two near double-figure scoring transfers from Maine and Lamar are in as well. One averaged over seven rebounds a game, and they also bring in a Juco guy. So with health, with the transfers, this Portland team should be improved, even losing four of their five leading scorers from last year on a team that went just 5-11 and 11 in the West Coast Conference. In the next tier... At seven, I have Pacific, Leonard Perry now in his third year. They're losing their three leading scores, not bringing back a single guy that averaged double-figure points last year. Um, they do bring in two transfers. Lasan Hallams averaged 10.5 at South Carolina State, shot 41% from three, and then a guy that only played three minutes a game at Boise State. So Pacific not bringing in the transfers that some of these other teams did. That's why I have them dropping back this season from tied fifth to seventh. Pepperdine, I've got an eighth, went two and 14 last year, loses Maxwell Lewis, who led this team at 17 points a game. Bring in Ethan Anderson, though, out of Wyoming. USC before that averaged eight points, four boards, three assists last year. Two double-figure scores and Mallet and Porter back at 12 and 13. 
I think this team will just be better than San Diego. That's it. Lorenzo Romar didn't have a good year last year, 2-14, and 14, but they should be a little bit better in the conference because I have no faith in just how young Steve Lavin's team's going to be. Brought in 10 freshmen. 10 freshmen lost their five leading scorers. Only two guys on this roster have averaged more than three points a game in college basketball, and neither averaged over eight last year. So this Toros team is going to be very young, and I think they'll take some lumps in Lavin's second season because of it. Up at the top, it's the two staples, nothing surprising, and Mark Few, 26th season at Gonzaga. Randy Bennett, 23rd season at St. Mary's. I think the West Coast Conference can produce two Sweet 16 teams, but maybe St. Mary's can win this regular season championship or the tournament championship. They tied for the regular season title last year with bringing back four of their five leading scorers in Gonzaga having to replace so much, but Mark Few is still Mark Few.